Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Well, we're on overtime overseas. Now, I have to say, I'm partly doing this because I'm going to be touring overseas there in Europe in May. Uh, Sweden, a place I'm going, just canceled an arms deal agreement with Saudi Arabia. Why isn't the U.S. doing the same? Hmm. Could it have something to do with oil? No. (laughs) No, it's our love of their social policies. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I mean, no. I mean, I, I, and, and, you know, when you look at the map and you see this Yemen thing and why did all the Sunni countries get involved? Because if you look at the map, well, the oil goes through the Straits of Hormuz, which Iran controls, and these Houthis are Iranian-backed. If they controlled Yemen, then they'd control the one through the Red Sea. This is all about oil. When oil gets involved, people care. But I always say, I wish we had learned the lesson of the first Gulf War, which is if you're going to invade a country for oil, get some oil. The oil. (laughs) Uh, Zachary Quinto, what can you tell us about your role in the movie about Edward Snowden? Oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I'm I'm playing Glenn Greenwald, who is a frequent uh, contributor here and many other places. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Getting ready to go to Hong Kong and I, I'm not knowing anything about this movie. This is Oliver this? Stone's directing it. He's written oh. it. Oh, uh, yeah, Oliver Stone. Right I love house. Oliver Stone. I know, me too. I'm really excited about it. And oh. to play Glenn, who's so prolific and right. uh, has such a really articulate and uh, and and fixed point of view on everything that that he's done with Snowden and, and around exposing the NSA's overreaching is, is interesting for me. Yeah. Looking forward to it. He has some really stupid point of views, too. Yeah. But <laughs> We're not I focusing li- on those yeah, ones. Yeah, I like no, Glenn, but, on yeah, the good but no, there's some... Totally. Okay, how should Europe respond to Putin's aggression? Well, I would say, first of all, it's Europe's problem. Once again, not our problem. Tough sanctions, though. Yeah. Basically, that's true. Um... It is long since time for us to pull the troops out of Europe. They've been there 67 years since World War II. But it went in when Europe was poor and weak. Europe now is collectively able to defend itself, except the Europeans have figured out uh, the favorite book in Europe is Tom Sawyer, because they have persuaded us to paint their fence and act like (laughs) they were doing us a favor for 67 years for billions of dollars. But I wish that I do believe what the Russians are doing in Ukraine is awful. I think economic sanctions are legitimate. And sure. what the Europeans ought to be doing is joining in sanctions and probably putting some troops in Lithuania, Latvia, other democratic nations before Putin moves to kind of deter him. Uh, and, and, yeah, they should be taking the lead. But, yeah, I mean, you, you tried to pass a military reduction bill. And, uh, you know, it's very disappointing to see even Rand Paul, who I thought was our big hero on this issue, now is reversing himself. Something his think, father would never do. I think backing more military spending. They're misreading the American people. The American people, I think, agree with us. They don't want us sending ground troops back in. Uh, This kind of scare tactic that the terrorists are going to come and destroy the country, I think, is wearing thin. And I I believe if we keep pushing, you can make the case. My book is my my theory about how you get back in to get people to like government. Stop wasting $100 billion a year unnecessarily on the military. Do it to help people go to school. Do it to build roads. Do it to things. And And I think if the right candidate says that, the public wins. And, and one of the reasons why Germany, 
among other nations, can spend so much more infrastructure on green energy is because they don't have to spend we, it they, they, on the military. We cover their military. We subsidize it. Yeah, we yeah. basically Japan, subsidize Japan it. Japan also, as well. I want to make a, I want to be forgiving. I'm not always. 40, whatever, 50 some odd, 62 years after World War II, I forgive Japan, I forgive Germany. They don't have to be disarmed. They don't have to rely on us. They can have their own weapons, and we can pull back. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay, what explains the rise of the anti-immigrant National Front Party in France, and should we be worried? Uh, maybe, maybe the death of, you know, over a dozen Jews in France? I mean, you know, yeah. and... and uh, Cartoonists. Well, Jews at the supermarket and then the cartoonists at Charlie Hebdo. Right. I mean, that was a pretty significant event yes. in France, and that can spur some maybe anti-immigrant sentiment. And I think Marie Le Pen is maybe capitalizing on what is some very real fear for Jews but, but, in Paris and, yeah. and liberals in Paris. I agree, but it's also, I think, because those, that exacerbated it. But I think it's the same situation we have, again, you know, I'm start quoting my book, but we have this problem with working people who have not had a chance to participate in the prosperity that comes forward because the economies in developed Western worlds have tilted in favor of people with high-end skills so the people who 40 years ago could go to work in a factory and make a decent living, they have problems doing that. And I believe economic dissatisfaction is a large part of the Tea Party, and it's a large part of what's going on there. Yes, there oh, is an element... Oh, please don't equate those two. Please don't do that. I don't think you want to make that mistake. I didn't equate them. I said party. it's a large... I, 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 and ISIS. I wasn't talking about ISIS. I was t- No, no, I'm talking about the Tea Party and the French right. That's the equation. Oh, that the okay. Dissatisfaction, <laughs> the dissatisfaction... That's leading people to be so angry is, is, I think, at root economic. And again, I'll go back. That's why I want to pull back $100 billion that we're wasting. I think I want to be the strongest nation in the world. But we don't have to be quite as strong as we are. And if we use that money to deal with economic problems at home, it would be good in itself and would alleviate a lot of that distress. And to be fair, there is a comparison. (laughs) There is a comparison to be made of between religious fundamentalists of Christian stripe and Muslim stripe. They both will believe... I mean, I was just reading Mike Huckabee's book, and he says, you know, God was on our side and and helped us fight battles. We win battles we should have lost. Okay, if you think God is tipping the scales to help you win battles, that is something that ISIS would say. Did he say say. which ones they were? Was it like Guadalcanal or, I mean, which... uh, (laughs) I mean, I, by the way, it, it should be great. But the Tea Party, I fight with them on. They don't kill people, um, but I, I do believe Not that directly. But it's what? about intol- it's, oh, it's about on. it's about an unwillingness to have any perspective other than your own, and that's what the similarities are. I'd say. I agree, but you still draw a distinction between people who are yes. bigoted and intolerant and people who kill other people. That's that's true. a pretty big line. I just wish that that the the left would have the same attitude toward Islamic extremism as they had toward the Catholic abuse scandal, right? Well, Catholicism, I hope you're not looking at me, because I'm the one on the I, left who's, I'm with you. Okay. I'm and with by the you. way, We're so right. Angel, President Obama but, is the one who has been bombing them and killing them. I think this notion that the left has been soft on Islamic extremism is wrong. But I agreed with Bill's criticism well, no, but, of uh, the but left. the whole well. of Catholicism, the church, the pope, needed to be accountable for the action of a few priests who were molesting children. 
And it is not the case that Islam itself can be held accountable. You can't have that conversation. Oh, I, I agree. The people have been so Even though it's just been right. a couple of Muslims, if you want to say. You can't make the equation That's because ridiculous. of political correctness. No, and, and it's a shame Europe doesn't have, maybe they do, and I'm not aware of it, but it seems like they have the people who they... Gert Wilders was in my movie yeah. Religious. They say he could be the prime minister of, Am of uh, Holland. I'm going to Amsterdam, another country, I'm, city I'm going to. Um, a lot of people think he's a crazy person. I don't think he's a crazy person. Mm -hmm. I just wish there was somebody who could make this case in a way that wouldn't have them be put way out there uh, as a bigot because there is a case to be made. No question. I, and I've, I've made it. I've written about it. Yeah, clearly... Right. There was an element in Islam, and, and, and particularly those people who are Islamists, Muslims, who say this isn't our religion, have done a very poor job of differentiating themselves. Yeah. If, they want, if they would lead the fight against these people, yeah. they could then prove that this was the case. But I, uh, well, just as in the Catholic Church, the victims of these priests were Catholics. The sure. same is true. The right. victims of Islamic extremism right. are by and large Muslims. And, and since this issue blew up, I must say, I hear from an awful lot of Muslims who say, yes, you're defending me because I'm a liberal Muslim. I want to live in the 21st century. But they need yeah. to speak out the more publicly. Who are shouting, who call you a bigot, are shouting down the debate that we need to have. Yeah, I right, agree. that's right. But, they, and, and I, but I would urge them to do it because... They, there has to be, there is an intimidation within the Islamic community, and they have to speak out more uh, and do this. There's no question. Okay. Yeah. For Jay, what does water have to do with the conflict in the Middle East? Well, I know Syria, that the war in Syria was partly because there was right. a horrible, horrible right. drought. Right. Was there not? That, that's right. And no, it forced like right. a million farmers to it the did. cities. That's and... right. And the Assad regime had no commitment to providing the water to those farmers. They wanted, right. they wanted to move away from the agrarian society to a more global economy. And so they, the, the, the yeah, young the... farmers migrated to the cities. They sat around with nothing to do. They got upset. You know, watching other people it stands get rich. to be the most mm -hmm. uh, catastrophic impact on our civilization that we've seen yet. I mean, if you look at just the, the most modest projections of, of water rise in the oceans, yeah. it stands to displace hundreds of millions of no, people it, it, throughout the world, a, a, a catastrophe that governments are not equipped, no matter what party is running so that, them, to handle is, that's an in excellent, any way. That, that's an excellent point. And whether we're talking about climate change, whether we're talking about water availability, and they're intimately related, yeah, we are not really prepared for that, for that future where we have to maybe migrate around. I mean, it's already uh, happening we have to move water around. Hundreds of oh, absolutely. Of, of uh, northwestern India, devoured. right. Yeah. So water in northwestern well, India, Bangladesh, absolutely right. And that there's that con country, the little dot of a country in the Pacific, right. yep. Kivulu or something. Yeah. They just Vanuatu. What is it? I think it's Vanuatu. Vanuatu. Right. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless them. They, uh, they just had a, hor a horrific cyclone, and they, yeah. they could be completely but I, disappeared. But I want to pick up on what Jay said, because again, um, and this is one of the things we, we talked about in, in advance, this isn't going to get solved in a context, or even begin to be alleviated, in a context in which it's fashionable to denounce government. This is only going to happen right. if we have a political concept consensus that we will come together and pool our resources. The private sector, they do a very good job of creating wealth, but left to their own, they will exacerbate this because the pursuit unregulated of the profit motive, it's not immoral, but it has negative effects, the externalities and everything else. So this is one of the reasons why, again, I'll quote my book, I think it's so important for us to reverse this anti-government trend because that, what you said, governments are not doing a good job. Some governments aren't even trying, and the governments that are trying lack the political resources to get it done. Okay. okay. Uh, final question from Max. 
Is the U.S. behind other Western countries when it comes to gay rights? Uh, yeah, I think certainly some of them. Certainly, I mean, the we've, Scandinavian countries are yeah, but usually we've, the we've most. We've made a lot of, we've covered a lot of ground in the last five Ten years. years. Yes, you know, absolutely. Ten years, certainly, yes. which is uh, incredibly encouraging. Uh, I think this right. summer stands to be a kind of defining moment for the, the legal battle. No, when you um, think about 2004, which I mean, is only a decade ago, amazing. George Bush was able to win re-election because Karl Rove was smart enough to put gay marriage on the ballot. Yeah. Remember that in yeah. 11 states, and every redneck came out to vote again and gay marriage. And, I mean, and is, Bill Clinton was that Doma. Happen. Bill Clinton was right. Doma. Oh, sure. Oh, excuse me. His wife Bill Clinton yes. signed but Doma after the Republicans forced it through Bill Clinton did not invent DOMA. Bob Dole did. Bill just, Clinton did sign wait. it after the Republicans passed it. Just wait for, for me well, to then, finish. Well, then why his are you wife, excusing him for that? His wife it. ran against gay marriage for president. So did President Obama. The great right. thing right. is that both parties, to a lesser extent the Republican parties, have moved so far, so fast. I mean, lightning speed. That is totally... Society society excuse me, but fast. that's totally it's... untrue. The Republicans have moved not at all. They remain... Every Republican presidential candidate that's is right. still against same-sex marriage. And as far as the Democrats are concerned... But I yes, can name like ten Republican senators, and not from California... They don't vote that, that have way. come out they... in favor of gay yeah. marriage. You don't want to take that little oh. bit as a gift? I am saying that it is Rob Corbin, different. Lisa Murkowski... I mean, you don't, you don't think that's good that's enough? That's better than it was, but the fact is that every Republican candidate for president is still very much against us. They vote against any legislation that will be supportive. And the other point on the Democrats is, yeah, I, they, they took a while to get for same-sex rights, but even as they were not for marriage, they were opposed to the Republican efforts to pass constitutional amendments that would have canceled marriage. So the Democrats have been, A not as good as they should be, and be in every respect much better than the Republicans. It's also a social issue. It's also, it's also about how homosexuality has been portrayed and perceived by the public, and, and certainly in large part by the entertainment industry. If you look at the uh, advancements in how gay stories have been told, I mean, Glee just ended, say what you will about Glee. It's a, it was, it, people loved it for a long time, but what it did was it put a face to millions of people every week that had not yet been seen in that way. Oh, totally. Uh, and I feel like it's as I, much I, a social wave as I it is. I thought it was about a high school. <laughs> <laughs> was it a gay show? No, but there were, I mean, there was transgender characters. It oh, was, I see. It was a pioneering show in terms of, right. you know, ca uh, characters on the show having gay relationships. I mean, it's one example of many. It's what about a show about gay pioneers? That could be <laughs> We're working on that. That's We're in fun. development on that show, actually. <laughs> We're hoping to bring you on as an All EP. right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, panel. Thank you, Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.